Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another two-hour edition of Race Time Radio tonight live, as always, on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. Sure, hope you're having a great weekend. I'm Joe Chisholm, here flying solo once again in the Race Time Radio studio, Junior a busy, busy guy at Delaware Speedway as we speak right now. Of course, the NASCAR Pinty Series is uh, going to crown a champion here in about, uh, I don't know, about 80 laps or so. Uh, junior, of course, spotter. Pardon me, for the number 51 uh, Rick Weir Racing uh, Dodge, and that is Andrew Ranger. Uh, they're having a great day down at Delaware Speedway, and man, what a weekend. Uh, right coast to coast here in Canada. Uh, lots of racing to talk about. we got a lot of guests lined up for tonight. And of course, our number two is going to be stacked up with guests uh, from Delaware Speedway and that NASCAR Pindies race uh, that is on track as we speak, is, and it's being wrapped up. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Uh, it's a night of firsts. Uh, not maybe first time you've heard from these guests here on the show, uh, but there is a lot of firsts. Let me explain. Uh, Ashton Tucker, driver of the number two uh, for Brad Silicon Motorsports out in New Brunswick. Uh, Ashton, you've heard from him here on the show before. Uh, Ashton won a huge, huge race uh, just last night at Scotia Speed World. Of course, it was the East Coast International uh, Pro Stock Tour. Uh, they're getting set to wrap their season up. Not totally done yet. It is uh, the race before the championship. And uh, it was Saturday night under the lights at Scotia Speed World. Ashton Tucker in that number two car won his first ever Pro Stock Tour race. And uh, I'll tell you what, what a race. I watched the coverage here in the RTR studio, watched it on uh, Tim's Corner, and uh, oh, oh, just an unbelievable finish to the race. And not just the finish, it was the Oliver Tire 200. And uh, it was it was that way all the way through. Uh, just an amazing race. We're going to talk to Ashton tonight uh, right off the hop. He is going to join us. We'll also talk to Tim Terry. Of course, Tim is the voice of the Pro Stock Tour and uh, pretty well everything that takes place out in the Maritimes. Uh, Tim Terry has got his finger on it, his eyeballs glued to it and reporting on it all the way through. Tim Terry is going to join the show tonight. Uh, Tim and I will uh, recap after Ashton joins us. Uh, Tim and I will recap last night's Oliver Tire 200, and we got tons to talk about there. Uh, but we'll also have a look at the season finale coming up for the tour. Uh, that will come up next weekend again at Scotia Speed World. To wrap it up, it will be the Cummins 150 uh, to crown the champion and to complete the season. Uh, so th we've got that to look forward to tonight. Then in our number two, uh, uh, I mean a stacked, stacked lineup. We're going to talk. Uh, Delaware Speedway was the site for all of it this weekend. Uh, you had the ABC series finishing off. Of course, you had the Quick Wick uh, uh, Super Stocks. Uh, they wrapped up and crowned a champion. Uh, you've got the NASCAR Penny Series, uh, of course, wrapping up as spoke of, and uh, all of it. 
was at Delaware Speedway. The Oscar Hot Rods and Modifieds were also on track this weekend. Now, they didn't crown champions. Uh, They still have a couple more races left to go. Uh, Flamborough Speedway comes to mind. That'll come up next weekend. And then, of course, Autumn Colors Classic Weekend is where Dave Gainforth and Oscar will be crowning their champions. But tonight on the show, we're going to hear from Steve Book, driver of the 47. We'll also hear, uh, and he won the hot rod race at Delaware Speedway yesterday. And we'll also hear from, how about the number 89 uh, in the Modifieds? Andy Kamrath continues to put a whooping on the field. Andy Kamrath is going to join the show tonight. We'll also catch up with that uh, Quick Quick Fire Starters uh, uh, Super Stock Champion, Lane Zardo. Uh, he was driving the 36 as he did all season long. And we're going to hear from Lane tonight. Uh, we'll also catch up with Trayton Lapsovich that had a dynamite weekend. Uh, maybe not perfect, but as close to perfect as you could get. Um, it, it, Friday night, uh, he was in the NASCAR Pinty Series race. Of course, it was the uh, uh, it was the 125 on Friday night. And Caden uh, uh, Laps, or not Caden, that's his brother. Trayton Lapsovich was looking real good and almost won himself a race. One, one more corner is all he needed. Uh, DJ Kennington happened to get underneath him and uh, beat him to the line. DJ wins the race. Trayton comes home second. Uh, it was kind of a heartbreak for Trayton uh, in his Pinty Series stuff. But uh, it, nevertheless, Trayton went on on Saturday night to uh, win himself the APC Series, almost won the championship, missed it by one point uh, to the number nine of Brandon Watson. Brandon Watson also will jump on this show tonight. I say that hour two, uh, and these guys got to finish up in the cars because both Brandon Watson and Trayton Lapsovich are both in Pinty's cars right now. Uh, the number 20 is uh, Trayton's car. Uh, he's in the race right now. And uh, the number 64 is the car that Brandon Watson is driving right now out there uh, at Delaware Speedway. So we've got those guests all lined up uh, to come on the show. Uh, when? What time? <laughs> we just don't know yet because they're still behind the wheel. Uh, but we do have our number one all lined up, and we do have our first guest all lined up. He went to Victory Lane just last night at uh, Scotia Speed World in that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. He drives the number two. His name, Ashton Tucker, and he joins us on the hotline. What's going on, Ashton? Congratulations on the big win, buddy. Oh, and you know what? I did it again. I didn't push the right button. Now I'll push the right button, and I'll have Ashton. What's going on, Ashton? How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, man, congratulations on the big win. You've won some big races, but I'll bet you that Oliver Tire 200 was the biggest one yet. Yeah, no, it was definitely one of the bigger ones for sure. It was pretty pretty nice to finally get our first Pro Stock Tour win for sure. It was a pretty special one to get one at Scotia and memory of Jim Holland. It meant a lot. Yeah, it sure did. Uh, man, I was watching. I was tuned in on Tim's Corner and uh, watching the race. I did, didn't did pick it up until the intermission break, the halfway point of that Oliver Tire 200. So I did miss the beginning part of the race. 
But from what I've seen in the second 100, man, you guys, uh, you, you were hard on it. Long green flag run uh, was in order for that second half of the race. What was the first half like, and where did you start that race? Oh, the first half, it was interesting. We didn't have as much clean air as we would like. We had to start 15th, and we worked our way up to the field and got the lead at lap 80 and managed to hold on to it from there. But it was a pretty clean race, surprisingly. Ashton, uh, going back to the Mike Stevens Memorial, I believe it was the Mike Stevens Memorial, uh, you and the 99 car were really running close. The two of you guys, uh, you finished 1-2 in that race. Did you get much running in with the 99 uh, last night? No, he was. Uh, he missed it a little bit. He was back a few spots, but we ran a little bit earlier in the race when we were coming through traffic, but then we got ahead a little bit, but... That's how it goes sometimes. He was a little bit quicker than us last week, and we were a bit quicker than him this week. And this is the one that uh, that, that I can guarantee both of you wanted to win this one. And Ashton, you were the guy that did it. Uh, man, what a combination. You and Brad Silicker Motorsports in that number two car. Uh, you guys have got a real special relationship going on, and you have for a couple of years now. What's it been feeling like uh, teamed up with the with Brad Silicker and the guys? It's pretty good, to be honest. I had my own car before, and it was a lot of work, but since we got going with them, we've been had a few more guys helping out, and it's a lot nicer. I can focus more on the racing part, and we've been doing good, and it was nice. They've been running the tour for a while, Brad and his father and brother, and they never had a tour went up until last night, so... It was a pretty special win for us. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. I guess I, I never realized that, that Brad hadn't got a victory. Uh, but you say that, and now when I think back in my memory bank over the last 10 years, you're right. That number two car uh, hadn't been to victory lane. Uh, had It's been close, but uh, Ashton, you were the man to do it last night. Uh, that racetrack, Scotia Speed World, that was, uh, was that your first trip around that track or was it, uh, uh like, uh, you haven't raced there a lot, have you? No, we, our first trip there was last fall for the Jim Holland 250, but we made, this was our fourth trip and we got a first, second, third and fourth in our four trips, so. We've been having pretty good luck there, and hopefully ah, continue it. Yeah, yeah, going up the ladder, so to speak. Now you hit the top rung, you hit the center of the podium. Uh, does that make for uh, an easy decision, so to speak, for next weekend and the uh, Cummins 150 to finish the year? Does that make that sort of decision easier now? Uh, it definitely that would like change our minds on, but I'm not sure if we're going to make it or not. we got some things we need to fix up with the car first and we're not sure we'll make it but we'll see what happens this week who knows we might end up there but not real sure yet ah that would be kind of cool if you rolled in uh, it would be good news for race fans maybe not so good news for the rest of the teams uh you, you guys were uh, uh you, you were set up and, and ready to go for that race and as you always seem to be ashton when you get behind the wheel uh, you're you're a threat to win in most uh, most tracks and most uh, times that you enter a race. Uh, you've had a good season. How many wins now is this for you on the year? Well, this is our only our second one this year. Our last year was a bit better for us, but we've been having a pretty good year. We had a few races where we had DNS, car failures, but that's racing. We can't be perfect every race, but that was our second one of the year, and 
But most of our races, we've been top four, so we can't complain about that. No, not at all. Now, if you do not make it to Scotia Speed World uh, next weekend, is there other races that uh, that that you may be taking part in before we get the snow in the air and get these cars packed away? Uh, no, probably not. That was probably, a, if we don't make it next weekend, then this weekend would have been our last one of the year. We'll have to get at her and get her ready for next year. <laughs> and uh, speaking of next year, uh, have you guys sat down and discussed uh, 2022 uh, from a racing perspective or a plan perspective? Uh, have you guys talked about it? Is there a plan where you could maybe go full-time in the tour? Yeah, no, we never really talked about it yet, but full-time on tour, it would be a dream to do that some year, maybe chase the championship, but it's a lot of time every weekend and a lot of money, and I don't know if we'll be able to pull that off, but. Maybe some year, but I'm not sure if it'll be next year or not. Yeah, and it is, right? It's a lot of travel uh, you guys run. and Well, the tour runs in PEI, of course, New Brunswick, your home province, uh, Nova Scotia. Uh, all those uh, maritime provinces, uh, you, can, you can expect to see a Pro Stock Tour race come through once, if not once, uh, you know, in some cases two and three times, especially in the province of New Brunswick. Uh, it, when it comes time for tracks now, how does Scotia rank on your list of tracks that you uh, you you really like going to? As of right now, it's probably up there pretty high on my list. I, I've been having fun there, and it's a, it's a tricky track, but I, I find it kind of suits my driving style, and I like it a lot, to be honest, and I'll be excited to get back there next year, hopefully maybe for the Cat 250, see if we can't go after that. I'd like to win that there. Oh, yeah. The longer races, right? Uh, it, there's a lot to be said about the long races that it, drivers either love them or, you know, they despise them. Uh, the, the long races can uh, uh, can send you for fits at times. Uh, but if you're uh, if, if you got the good nucleus, a good team and a good strategy, those long races, uh, it, you you can really make a lot of hay in some of those long shows. Yeah, no, the long races, they've been pretty good to us lately, and last night it was 200 and only four tires, so I find that, I find the longer races with less tires sort of work into our favor, but I, we definitely like them, and we've been having pretty good luck in most of them. How did the skins look when they come off, uh, come off after 200 last night? Were they pretty well smoked, or were they done, or do you think they still got a little bit of life left in them? Uh, yeah, no, there probably wasn't a whole lot of life left in them. They're, they're later in the race, they're, the 08 car was starting to catch us, and I tried to give it a little bit more, but she started slipping, so I just went back to what I was doing. So probably wasn't a whole lot left of them tires. Oh, man, Nicholas Nagel, really. Uh, you mentioned the 08 car. Man, was he on rails, and he was coming. Uh, probably a good thing that uh, that the race ended when it did, because uh, that 08 car was definitely... Uh, uh, gaining. Uh, it was fast on the on the clock. Uh, it showed that he was gaining there. Uh, you could actually see it on the racetrack. Did you hold back at all uh, throughout the course of that day? You know, the last 50 laps, did you sort of pace it? And was the team telling you, uh, Ashton, save us a bit? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, no, that's mostly what, what we try to do. If we're out front, we try to just get a few car lengths lead and try to save there on out. We don't want to push it. You don't know when you're going to get a restart or what. And you always could use some tires when you're when you need them, and it's always good to save a little.
<laughs> Safe to say, uh, the last 25 laps of that race, you were probably hammered down and not lifting for anybody or anything. No, no, we were definitely pointing her forward and not letting her back trying to keep her ahead of the rest of the field. And we managed to hold on. It was pretty exciting out sure, though. Uh, we're pretty pumped up to get that win. I bet. I bet. Great news. And, you know, after you get that first win under your belt, uh, that question is now answered. You won't have to answer that one anymore. When's that first tour race uh, win going to come? You answered them all last night by taking the uh, the checkered flag in that Oliver Tire 200. Uh, pretty exciting event. you got to love that. Scotia Speed World, three wide, no problem at that track. Uh, and it sounds like it suited your... Uh, your car real well and your driving style uh, real good. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Sponsorship on the number two. Who did you have on the car? Uh, well, the crew for sure. They're they're the big help. They're the reason a lot a lot of the reason why the race days go so good and stuff. But White Lightning Auto Center. They're they're one of our bigger sponsors. And Empire Limousine, um, JTR Mobile Equipment, Fern Rob, Baisley's. Um, Big Wheels, Roy Brothers, Ray's Trailer. Uh, I can't even really think of them all off the top of my head, to be honest. I don't normally have to look at the car to remember them all, but I, they're all great help. If it wasn't for all of our sponsors, we, we wouldn't be making them to all these races. Yeah, incredible. You need the support, especially to do what you guys do on those pro stock cars out in, uh, on Canada's East Coast. Uh, Ashton, it was great watching the race. I was so thankful Tim Terry had coverage uh, that I was able to uh, click into and uh, be able to watch the race. From a finish perspective, I don't think it gets much better than what we've seen in that race. Uh, there was a lot of cars. Uh, at one point there, there was four years going for the for the lead of that race. And uh, I thought, wow, Ashton's got his hands full, but... You're up for the task, man. It was uh, it was great to see. It was probably even better from uh, inside that car than what we've seen. Yeah, no, it was actually a really fun race. There was, it was a pretty competitive field. There was quite a few pairs that I could have won, and there seemed to be a lot of changing for positions and a lot of battles for the lead and stuff. It was a pretty fun race for sure, probably one of the funner runs this year, to be honest. It was pretty stiff competition. How old is that car that you were driving, that number two car? Is that a fairly new chassis, and whose chassis is that? It's, it, no, it's not real new. I think the chassis is a 2014, and it's a CRF chassis. It's got a few years on her, but it's still got some good runs left in her, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it would be kind of hard uh, to say, hey, Brad, what do you think we update the chassis next year? Uh, when you come off a big win like that 200, I think Brad would say, I think the chassis is okay. Uh, l- let's get after it here. Hey, do you do any of that eye racing through the off season? Will you participate in any of that? Yeah, I normally do a little bit of that in the winter when I get a chance. Just something to do. Do a little bit of racing throughout the winter, but just something to keep keep busy, I guess. Do some racing and don't know if it really helps any in the summer, but it's fun to run. <laughs> so it's always a good time. Uh, Tim Terry does a great job setting all that stuff up out there, too. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, hopefully you make it next weekend, Ashton. I know fans will be uh, keyed in and watching uh, to, to see if you do show up. And I know I'll be interested. Uh, I'll be trying to watch absolutely every single lap next weekend uh, to take in the season finale of the first 
uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour uh, uh, series out there. Uh, Ashton, this has been great catching up with you tonight. Uh, congratulations on the big win. And uh, you know what? Uh, just can't, can't thank you enough for the time. Uh, how can fans stay up with you? On social media, do you do much on that? You know, um, Brad Selector Motorsports, there. they got a page on Facebook there, and they keep a, keep everyone up to date on that. You can follow that and see all the updates on our racing season and where our next race will be. Sounds good. When will you decide if you're going to make it to next weekend? When can fans expect an announcement there? That's a good question. You might know tomorrow night. You might know Friday night. Who knows? <laughs> I'll talk to Brad and see what he decides. But hopefully in the next few days we can figure that out. You bet. Well, we'll keep our eyes glued to it, and uh, uh, hopefully you make it out there. I know it'll be a whale of a show, my friend. And uh, congratulations on the big win. Look forward to catching up with you again after your next one. Yep, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on here. Have a good time. You betcha. That is Ashton Tucker, uh, driver the number two for Brad Silliger Motorsports, out there in the uh, Pro Stock Tour. Did a great, great job behind the wheel. Uh, we're going to talk more about the Pro Stock Tour. Uh, Tim Terry is going to join us on the other side of the break. We're going to have Timmy for a bit tonight. I got a lot to talk to him about. We'll not only recap the race that was that was last night. Uh, but I also want to talk to him about that season finale, the Cummins 150. And I know he's got his finger and his, uh, his eyeballs on everything that's happening out there on the East Coast. He also was at Eastbound International Speedway just a couple of weeks ago. We'll ask Tim about that. Uh, we got lots to talk to Tim Terry about on the other side of the break. We're going to take this opportunity and when we come back, Timmy's going to join us. Stay right there. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot. Pull the trigger and join Rackhunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit. Add your wood. And presto, you're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. 
making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Get access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Wow. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. And we're going to go back to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in a good friend of Race Time Radio, a guy that has got absolutely everything uh, tuned in and cranked on to uh, the Maritimes. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Tim Terry. I think he's on the other end. If I push the right button, Timmy, what's going on? You know what? I didn't do it again. Look at this. Okay, here. I'll put up this line. Maybe I'll have him on this one. Timmy, what's going on? What's going on, Joe? Uh, see, also, you just got to retrain me about every hour now, uh, and then I can hit the right button. What? How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing great. Uh, great weekend at the racetrack. Two great races at Scotia Speed World. And, uh, we get ready to do it all over again next weekend with the Cummins 150 in the finale Friday for the Carstar Weekly Racing Series presented by TCM. Timmy, I'll tell you what, cranked on uh, your service there last night, uh, ended up catching the second half. Uh, it, when I first tuned in, I, I think I, I don't know whether I read it on your uh, uh, Twitter or whether it was Jessica doing it through the tour or whatever. I seen intermission and I thought, oh, OK, so it's intermission just before the Oliver Tire 200. This is cool. I'm going to catch the whole race. Uh, not so quick there, Mr. Joe. Uh, I was 100 laps down when I tuned in, so I missed the first part of the race. Uh, it sounds like it was a smoker at the beginning. Definitely the second 100 was off the tra- right off the rails. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, right off the top, I know Jessica wasn't at the racetrack yesterday. I want to give a shout-out to Pat Healy. He's done her Twitter at Riverside. I uh, did her Twitter at Scotia yesterday and is also doing it next week. So uh, shout-out to Pat Healy. Uh, the first 80 laps of the show, and Ashton kind of mentioned it on his side, was that it was the Russell Smith Jr. show. Uh, Russie's been driving the 88 car for Nova Racing. Uh, had an okay performance at, at Riverside, but really didn't get to flex his muscle. He comes home, he leads the first 80 laps. And not only Joe did he lead the first 80 laps, he dominated that race. Uh, left rear axle, I believe it was, came mm-hmm. uncorked on that race car on a restart, and 
just broke the hearts of every every Smith and, and every fan that that was there. Uh, Rusty looking for his first win, and, and Chris Ewing sent me a picture of the axle. It, it I haven't seen an axle snap that bad uh, in a while. So uh, everybody knew Rusty was there, and hopefully uh, they get an opportunity to come back next week and try to prove uh, try try to put the uh, the end cap on that story. But uh, Rusty did a great job. Twenty cars started that race. John Fleming's back on the series. Uh, Dylan Blankhorn came back this week. Uh, just storylines all throughout. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was Ashton Tucker going to victory lane in the number two car. Yeah, I noticed that uh, John Fletcher back in. I thought, wow, now who am I going to take for the win in this one? I seen, like you mentioned there, Dylan Blankhorn back in in the 67. So we had Black Betty back out there. Uh, and trust me when I say I didn't realize that Cole wasn't right in the picture, but I thought, oh, we got the two kids up there. We got Dylan and Cole. I shouldn't call them kids anymore. They're veterans, but I still look at them as kids. They always put on the dynamite show. Add in the success that the 99 Islan White has been having over the last four races and throw in there, you know, like Austin McDonald. Uh, I knew he was in the race and I thought, wow, what do we got here? And uh, Ashton Tucker right at the front of the field. Uh, I kind of thought at the end of that race, we were going to see some of those familiar names shooting up to the front. And sure enough, they were there. They just couldn't top that too. Man, that car was dead nuts flying. I, I think when you look at the storylines of that race show, it really wasn't a typical East Coast International Pro Stock Tour compared to what we've seen all season long. Uh, we're used to seeing Ashton Tucker, Nicholas Novo, Corey Hall, those those names up front when we go pro stock racing. Uh, Cole broke a clutch, I think it was, on lap number four of the race. It was early in the race where he broke, and he was a non-issue. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, uh, the the King Fury cars that, that get prepared from that shop were kind of a non-issue compared to earlier in the season. Craig Slonwake didn't have the speed he had at Scotia on the triple header weekend, didn't have the speed that he had at Riverside, still finished in fourth. Uh, but just didn't have that that bump that he had earlier in the season. Corey Hall was the top fury, finished in third, but he, he wasn't what Nicholas Noggle had in that Van Dorn or, or what Ashley had in that CRF car. Uh, those two were on rails, and I, I talked to Connie and Brian after the race, and it said if it was a 205-lap race, it might have been a different story. You saw it at the end, too, where Nicholas got up on that tack, and, and Lawrence and the track crew put a lot of tack on the top line of that racetrack, more than I think they ever had this year, or at least it took better to the racetrack uh, than what they've had all year. And Nicholas used that to his advantage. There was a couple of laps where he missed that mark, and if it wasn't for that, he would have been right on or right beside Ashton Tucker coming to the line, but it was close anyway. Oh, man, he was driving it in. I've, I've never seen a car drive it in that hard like Nicholas Noggle was driving it in. Uh, in the closing laps of that race, and still hang on. Like, the car still looked like it was in control. I agree, Tim. If it was another five laps, man, I'll tell you what, Ashton would have had his hands more than full uh, with that 08 car. Uh, it was kind of cool uh, to, to watch it. It was kind of cool to even hear his comments after the interview you got with him. He said, we're giving it all we got. And he said for a, uh, you know, a, a, a team that works through the week, and then, you know, goes to the racetrack. Yeah, they work on the car every night. But uh, he said for, for the team we've got assembled, he was proud of his performance. And rightfully so. Uh, he did a masterful job. Nicholas Noggle, one of those names we're going to hear a lot about in the years to come, I can well imagine. Absolutely. And they, they've struggled for speed in Halifax this year. 
they go to Riverside, they're, they are the best car. They are one of the cars to beat. You include, you know, Chrysler, like the Nova cars, what have you. Nicholas Novel's name is there. Uh, started the race on Saturday. We might not have necessarily thrown his name up there as the driver to beat, but he obviously proved that he can be there at the end of the race. Uh, so he's going to be one to watch next week when we go back for the Cummins 150. Firmly believe that he's probably going to be the driver to beat his head speed all season. Just hasn't been able to really close the deal, and uh, now he's got the opportunity to do so. With Tim Terry tonight, uh, of course, Tim's Motorsports.ca, uh, Tim's Corner.ca. Uh, you can catch Timmy all different ways out on Canada's East Coast if you've not heard from Tim Terry and you're new to the sport and you're out on Canada's East Coast, get ready. You're going to know Tim uh, in short order. Hey, what did Fleming have to say uh, after the race or, you know, maybe before the race? It's been a while since we heard John Fleming's name pop up. And I'll be honest with you, he, he in typical John Fleming fashion, he rolled in late to the racetrack. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't really get an opportunity uh, to catch up to him. He, he seemed happy in the driver's meeting. Uh, I got to talk to Gordy McCullough a lot uh, before the, <clears throat> that trailer rolled in, but uh, new race cars that they've been putting together all, all season long, got it out to the racetrack, uh, was quick in testing, and uh, it's it, the last couple of seasons when John had his own stuff, it just seemed like they lacked the end of the run speed. They'd be quick for 20, 30, 40 laps, and then by the end of 150, 175, 200, they, they were getting beat on the long run. And I think with what they had on Saturday as a good starting starting block or good foundation, uh, they were coming up through the field, battle with Donald Chisholm off McDonald a lot on the end of that race, uh, was able to do that and uh, put something together. So I think they have a solid foundation to continue to move forward. You know, I don't, I can't remember uh, the last time I was at a Pro Stock Tour race that John Fleming was at, that he didn't have a miss in the car uh, when he got to the racetrack. But he always seemed to get it solved. But, uh, Tim, I think back in that car uh, that he would have, he'd always have a miss. And then I'd go, oh, you can count Fleming out. Uh, not so quick. After practice, mysteriously, that miss was gone, and that car would fire on all eight, guaranteed. Uh, he was always a threat to win. Uh, and when it's in your blood, man, I guess it's right in there. Because I kind of figured, you know, over the last couple of years, with Fleming's name sort of fading out, doing the odd race here or there, he'd show up and he'd help Donald. Uh, but I kind of thought maybe he'd be done. Not so if he's got another car, and it's a brand new car. Yeah, absolutely. And, and John was, was to the point where he was done, sold all of his gear, was, was getting ready to, to kind of move on and, and do other things. And, you, you know, that, that itch never leaves you uh, when you're a race car driver, when you're in this industry. and. Uh, decided to pick up a, an, another car and, and piece it together, and they were waiting on parts. That's why they didn't get to Riverside a couple of weeks ago, was they were still waiting on parts to get that thing together. And uh, they got there, and uh, I kind of I looked at uh, my producer Denver Magic, and, and obviously Dylan Langell was with us, and uh, he's battling with Donald Chisholm. And I, I said, you guys, you guys weren't around to, to see those those heydays with with John and Donald, and uh, you know him him in the thirteen car. Obviously, Austin's driving it now, but. You know, 10, 15 years ago, that was the battle. That was the battle that I started out with when we, we joined the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. So it was pretty neat to see those tires uh, go back at it again. John had a, a great run in the heat race until he got into it with Waylon Farrell. Waylon was against the wall. John, I think, just kind of came up the racetrack a little bit and uh, kind of put some concrete dust on the tires of the 48 car. But spoke to Billy after the race. The 48 car had a ton of speed yesterday. 
Uh, they just couldn't catch one break at all in that Atlanta Oliver retired 200. I think Waylon's going to have something next week uh, for those boys because he had a lot of speed in that race car. It's not going to be long, and you're going to see him in victory lane. You can just you can feel it, and I know we've been saying it a while, but it isn't going to be long, and you're going to see young Pharaoh in that victory lane. Uh, the same thing with the 54 car. Sounds like he had a fast ride. Uh, towards the, I don't know, beginning, middle stages of the race. Now, he wasn't right up there with Ashton at the end, but the 54 car, another one that is going to, he's going to break through. Just a question of when. Yeah, and just been consistent. You know, top three at the Mike Stevens race and, and just clicking off those consistent finishes. We've got a battle now with, with Cole going out of that race early. We've got a battle for second in points, and it's between the Butcher brothers, and Nicholas Noggle isn't too far behind either, so... Craig's got a 40, I think, 42-point lead. I don't have it right in front of me. It's it's not wrapped up, because if you remember back to that, that year that Sean Turbo and Cole Butcher battled for that championship, and Sean had the uh, the, the run-in early, and, and, you know, a circumstance had to happen at the end of that race in order for him to get enough points to lock that championship up. It's not over. The fat lady is in the background warming up the vocal cords. But uh, Craig Slonwhite has a comfortable cushion going in. The battle may very well be between the Butcher Brothers second. Yeah, I remember that quite well. Tim, I, you, that night uh, that, that Sean Turpo went into that race, remember they stacked him up on the front stretch? I think it was like lap 27. And both of us looked at one another and said, well, that's the end of the zero car. That sort of seals the deal. Well, we were wrong again, man. They pulled it into the pits. Uh, those guys went nuts on it, and he came back to it. I believe he came back and won the race, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was 14 laps down, came back, and got two positions that he needed at the end in order to win That's... the thing. I think it was Cy Harvey and Donald Chisholm got into it with about 15 laps to go and just knocked one more car out that Sean needed to get those extra points to win that title. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He didn't go to victory lane, but uh, he did walk away with the war, uh, so to speak. Uh, just amazing. The, the racing we see out on Canada's East Coast with that East Coast International uh, Pro Stock Tour, second to none. Uh, the Oliver Tire 200, I thoroughly enjoyed. You and Dylan uh, with the call and uh, the broadcast. Man, you guys are getting really good at that, Tim. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get there. we still got a little ways to go, but we're still learning. Denver Matchett is an absolute asset to what we do uh, at the racetrack. I know Denver is, is planning on Miramichi next week. He, he works with them, and uh, he told me just before I, I picked up the one with you, they have 17 entries for their Street Stock 100 coming up on the weekend, and that Street Stock division in New Brunswick has had you know, 10, 12, you know, 14, maybe 18 cars for a big race, but uh, for for the North Shore to have almost twenty cars next week is, is going to be awesome. And the good the good deal about that is that you can see that live on Tim's Corner TV because we're going to have a camera up at Miramichi, so you'll get to watch Miramichi next week on Friday and Saturday. You'll also get to watch racing from Social Speed World on Friday and Saturday as well. So uh, we're busy next week. We're kind of split shift. We got two different crews going on. It's two big races. That street stock, very best fall shootout race is going to be phenomenal. Atlantic Modified Tour points finale. And then we're going to have our points finale of our own for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. And then our seven car star weekly racing series divisions on Friday. Yeah, well, you started that, what, two weeks ago where you did double bubble, you did double duty. You were at two different racetracks same day. Uh, you started it and look at you go. Now you're starting to do it more often. Yeah, it, it it goes down to people, and, and and Joe, you know that as much as as I do. And all these race teams have all these these crews, these pit crews that help them out. I I, I don't do it alone. 
Uh, Denver Matchett has done Meredith Hay has done a phenomenal job at Miramichi. Uh, down here, we've we've got a dedicated crew. We're going to have Greg McKay hop up and, and produce next Saturday night uh, for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour finale. Obviously, Dylan Lancel has been a huge asset to it. Uh, Brandon Campbell, Matt Marr, uh, Heidi, list goes on and on of, of the folks. Morgan, Morgan and Darcy, uh, don't do it alone. Uh, it's it's been great. I got a great crew around me, and they they love the sport as much as I do. So, uh, looking forward to working with them on. Uh, on Friday and Saturday, and, and a special shout-out to Brittany Hoyt as well. She helped us get to where we are today, too. So uh, big, big shout-out to them, and uh, looking forward to working with them this weekend. And then we got a couple of extra races coming up. Still really don't know the schedule past the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour finale, but that is our focus this weekend. Well, just like everything, Tim, everything is about people. And when you got the right people, uh, things happen, and they happen magically. Uh, and you guys are definitely lighting the lamp. I can guarantee you that. Hey, can I get you to hang out for a couple minutes here? i got to hit this break, and then I want to talk to you about the Cummins 150. We'll set the stage for anybody that is out there that is uh, thinking about heading to the race. And if they can't make it to the race, we'll tell them exactly how they can uh, watch it without going to the race. How about that? Sure, sounds good. Okay, we're going to hit this quick break. When we come back more with Tim Terry, we'll get you ready to go for the Cummins 150. Hey, race fans, this is Ernie Irvin. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using QuickWick fire starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your QuickWick fire starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. QuickWick fire starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Gene Simmons and his famous Tom stop by Canada Talks. We were recording some demos at Electric Lady Studios in New York City, and the first record had just come out a few doors down from Electric Lady Studios, which was built by Jimi Hendrix and his people. I remember going a few doors down in this small record company. It had Kiss album in the window, and I remember going in and buying it, and it was sort of like magic. Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 160 Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. 
Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen. And I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So I'll ask you some questions and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Joe Chisholm here live tonight in the RTR studio. Uh, Junior off to Delaware Speedway. He's been there all weekend spotting for a whole pile of guys. Just give you a little quick update here. The number 51 of Andrew Ranger just won the 150. So Junior will have a smile a mile wide. Of course, that's who he spots for. Uh, They came back uh, from a little ways back. Uh, got the lead and sure enough drove it into victory lane. The 47 of LP Dumoulin did take the championship. He now becomes, I believe that's a three time champion right there. And I'm sure we'll talk to those guys in our number two. But on the hotline, we have Tim Terry with us. Of course, uh, Tim, all set and ready to go for uh, this coming weekend's. Uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour season finale at Scotia Speed World. It's going to be the Cummins 150. And, Tim, this is going to be one for the ages. I know the 99 has got that little cushion that you spoke of, but no lead is safe in that tour. No, absolutely not, and especially with the competition that is there. I'm uh, not sure on the entrance. I know we've got a couple of, of drivers that, that might not be coming back per se after after last week, but we got a couple of drivers. I know Allison McKinnon's planning on making the haul, hoping to see a couple of more island drivers come over as well. So we should have, I would think, around the 18 to 20 mark once again uh, for cars, which is great at the end of the season. Uh, but Craig Slomwhite has that cushion. Uh, Cole Butcher, Jared Butcher, and Nicholas Noggle kind of battling for position number two in the standings. Matt Bond's got that Rookie of the Year wrapped up, but there's so much to race towards the final checkered flag of this East Coast International Pro Stock Tour season. The Fleet Break Atlantic Sportsman will be on the undercard along with the Strictly Hydraulics and Industrial Supply Legends Division. And uh, The Fleet Break Atlantic Sportsman want to give a special shout-out to those from New Brunswick. The, the biggest complaint, Joe, is that we race on Friday nights for the Car Star Weekly Racing Series. I'd love to try Scotia Seaworld with my late model. Can't get there on Fridays. So Tim's Corner is putting up an extra $75 tow money to any driver from the province of New Brunswick that comes down and races a sportsman car on Saturday just for them to get a little bit of a taste of Scotia Speed World. Oh, how cool is that, Tim? Way to go. Uh, good gesture. And uh, you know what? That's going to help get some guys there that maybe have never been able to try that track. And you know uh, as well as I do, once they get there and they try that track, they're going to be back. We did it with the HAK 50 earlier this season. We had Brandon Carter, Kenny McKenzie Jr., and Brady Kramer 
come down. I know Kenny's going to be running the street stock race at Miramichi, so he's not going to be able to make it down. But would love to see some of those Speedway 660 guys kind of make that haul down. Their race got rained out this weekend, the Ricky Bobby 150. They'll be running that at some point in the month of October, but it won't be next week. Uh, so they, they're not going to be racing. Perfect opportunity to head down and maybe try some racing at Scotia Speed World. And then Friday night, the Car Star Weekly Racing Series ends with Finale Friday presented by Tim's Corner Motorsports 7 champions to crown alex johnson picked up the win in the fleet break atlantic sports in last week nine points between himself and devin smith going into the season finale that one is going to be a barn burner the legends are close the bandoleros always put on a great show we had 23 mini stocks last week wow. uh, the sportsmen are bringing anywhere from 16 to 20 cars a week biggest weekly car count in atlanta canada for a sportsman division uh i, I brag on it because my home track joe but everything the last couple of weeks has been promising and upward trending after this covid stuff for for scotia speed world and i, I i'm i'm happy to see it now i was just going to ask you too what is the covid situation at scotia speed world have they lift the veil yet can you guys actually uh, return to normal or close to it well so they're Tightening the vice again on October 4th. Luckily, our races are October 1 and 2. Uh, so October 4th, there is a, in order to go to a sporting event, now I'm not sure if they specified outdoor or indoor, because I know in New Brunswick and in Ontario it's different, but they said all sporting events, at least at this point, you have to be double vaccinated as of October 4th. Right now, there's no proof of vaccination to come in. We're at 50% capacity, which is approximately just over 2,000 people in the grandstands. Right. Uh, as long as you social distance and then you have to wear your mask as you travel throughout the facility. Take it off when you sit down, but you have access. There's one pod now. There's no multiple pods anymore on the grandstand side. So this is the best that it's been since we started the, the COVID protocols back in 2020. Uh, you don't, I shouldn't say you don't have to worry about getting your tickets. You should buy them online anyway for the for the Saturday show, but you can still get tickets at the gate. You can still get tickets for Friday night, and uh, come on out and enjoy enjoy some racing. It's going to be a little chilly. Grab a jacket. Come on out and uh, have some fun with us. Yeah, you say that, Tim, and last night I noticed on the broadcast there was a couple of people walking around with uh, short sleeves on. I'll tell you what, here in the province of Ontario, at the same time that you guys were running, there was no way you were walking outside with just a T-shirt on. I'll tell you what, it got chilly last night and when the sun went down. It was chilly Friday night. Actually, last night was good. Uh, Friday night was a little chilly. Uh, we You mentioned eastbound. Uh, eastbound was fairly chilly last Saturday night when I was over there, or Saturday afternoon when I was over there. Uh, it's starting to get that little, little tinge of fall. The leaves are starting to change color around here, but... Uh, knock on wood, as long as we get one more week of it, the Nova Scotia weather is really good in October. Well, hey, you did a dynamite job, too, at my dad, with the uh, lap sponsors, uh, that kind of stuff, out at Eastbound International Speedway. How was the trip out to the Rock? How's my old buddies doing out there? Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, first of all, I, w- I want to thank the Thorns, Ross, and Trudy put me up for a couple of days. Olivia let me bomb around in her Honda Civic for a couple of days. Uh, big, huge thank you to them. Uh, they treated me like they were, they were, I was one of their own, and uh, uh, great job out there. The, the top four cars that were the top four cars in, in the feature were, were the best four cars all day long. Uh, Josh Collins and Wayne Walsh put on a phenomenal show. Uh, Jason Groves was probably the third best race car. Sarah Thorne was probably the fourth best race car, but they were right there on top of each other uh, for most of that race, and the rest of the field was kind of battling for, for fifth on back. But good to see guys like uh, Scotty Wright back. Uh, Josh, Josh is getting back in the city. I think that was his fourth or fifth race uh, back in the sportsman car. Uh, good to see some returning faces. Morgan Oates is now in a sportsman car sort of thing. There, there's all kinds of really, really good talent over there. 
Michael Leary did a great job in the legend car. Gavin Anstey's come a long way as well. I haven't been over there in two years, so it was great to see some familiar faces and some new faces uh, in some race cars. And their finale wraps up next week with the 150, so they are going to be busy on Saturday, too. Yeah, and exactly. That's I thought they had still one more big one left to go. Uh, they always end with a bang out there on the rock. And, you know, uh, if you look at spring versus fall, uh, the fall is actually a better time to be out in Newfoundland than it is in the spring because spring feels more like winter and fall feels more like summer out there. Well, the icebergs are still in the, the water. or They're bigger in the water in the spring than they are in the fall. But it's, it's always uh, always great to get out there. Uh, great, great group of drivers, great group of racers, and they put on a show every single week. So if you're in Newfoundland and you have an opportunity to head to the racetrack, head over uh, to Eastbound and uh, we did the lap board. That that was great. We got to add some value to that that deal. Wayne Walsh picked up, I think, over a thousand dollars in lap money on, on his end. So uh, it was a good day for the Flame of Bayman, and uh, they'll move on and, and try to wrap up their their season in one week time. Ah, so much left to uh, cover off. Uh, Tim, how many shows are left out there in the Maritimes to do? I know you got the big one next weekend, Scotia Speed World East Coast International Pro Stock Tour season finale. You're going to do the Scotia Point stuff on the Friday night. Then what happens after that? Is there many more big specials left? Uh, we can tell you that the Atlantic Championships is coming up on the October 9-10 weekend at Shediac. Uh, the Ricky Bobby 150 is going to be rescheduled. We're not sure on a date yet. They're still trying to plan that with the other racetracks. There are three racetracks that work really well together in the province of New Brunswick. Uh, Speedway Miramichi, Speedway 660, and Shediac Center for Speed. They're all working together. They're all in contact with each other. They try not to run on each other's weekend. So kudos uh, to Tim Weil and Greg Turner. Kudos to Barry Richard. And kudos to the, the Roy family for actually working together in that province. Uh, to make sure that everything goes the way it should. Miramichi has their very best fall shootout this weekend on October 2. Uh, then they're running a, I think it's almost like an outlaw weekend. They're running a V8 outlaw race. So if you have a modified street stock, whatever, run what you bring and hope you bring it up on October 23rd. Same deal with the mini stocks. Uh, they've got a bomber race demolition finale. Uh, that's always a great time in Miramichi. If you've never been there, perfect opportunity to head up there and uh, check them out. Uh, he, I talked to Linda McDougall last week. Sydney is planning on a race in October, Joe. They're not sure when. They're still working on that property. It could be the middle of October. It could be as late as October 30. Uh, but they still they are planning an event, so keep your tabs on Sydney Speedway social media for all of that. Uh, other than that, it's it's pretty much done after after Scotia wraps up this weekend. Petty Raceway is done for the season. Uh, everybody else kind of has an odd race. Lake Dosett's going to be racing at Yarmouth on October 17th for their uh, fun race. Their points race uh, finale is October 3rd, hoping to get down to that after we get done with Scotia on Saturday. But uh, And Valley Raceway's got a couple of uh, dirt races, too. But other than that, we're, we're pretty much wrapped up for the big shows, just a couple of uh, loose ends to tie up, and then uh, meetings, short track summit, all that fun stuff, and then get ready for the season. Yeah, well, and with any luck at all, Tim, we can make a return to uh, the sunny south come uh, speed weeks, right? Won't that be fun if things uh, start advancing the right way? Yeah, I had my trip booked to go down and, and hang out with Tony and Pit Road TV for a month in October, but with all the testing and everything else and everything changing around here with, with the, the fourth wave and, and whatever with COVID, uh, and there's other races around here to take care of. I told Tony, I said, I hope to see you in, in February, but I won't be down in October. So uh, hopefully it all uh, all comes to be and all comes together to a point where at least we can go down and enjoy some speed weeks. Well, you've been doing a dynamite job, my friend. Uh, I tell you what, uh, st- sitting where I am, and I know Jerry Paxton, same way, 
Uh, we'd be going crazy if it wasn't for your service. Now, any fans that can't make it to the season finale, how can they tune in uh, and not miss a lap? Uh, they can head to Tim's TV and they can sign up for an account. You have to buy a, a pass in order to watch the live show. We do have a video-on-demand subscription where you can go back and watch everything that we've done so far. The live shows have a 48-hour buffer on them, so the race from Friday is actually probably going to be available sometime overnight tonight. Uh, the Saturday show will be available on Monday, uh, and you can go back and watch that, but you can head to timscorner.tv. Uh, the passes are usually available on Wednesday. You can click the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour Cummins 150 finale, hit that, buy your pass, get in and enjoy some great racing. Uh, there is a, if, you, if your internet connection won't support it or, or what have you, we have a free audio option at timscorner.ca slash listen live. Uh, you can head there and check that out. If you're at the racetrack, we we have an FM transmitter we're playing with now is 107.1 that we used on Saturday. So uh, if you're at the racetrack, bring your FM radio. And if you want to listen to Dylan and I, I don't know why you'd want to. We're, we're, kind of, we're getting we're getting there on the dry humor. We're, we're getting closer to where we need to be. Uh, but if you want to listen to us, you can do that uh, at the racetrack as well. And that's the same way you can uh, watch Speedway Miramichi this weekend as well. So if you want to watch some street stock race and watch some pro stock race, we've got you all covered uh, in Atlanta, Canada. going to be a fun weekend of racing, and uh, hopefully we can uh, – Hopefully we can continue on and uh, do that. And by the way, I did see Brad Mann on Speed Weekend. Don't did you? Yes, he, he is. How many? Okay, so how many championships do you think he has? Uh, seven. No, no. wrong. He's R- got eight. Eight. He told me he found an old cast car hero card from when they raced in Gary back in the late nineties, and apparently <laughs> on that hero card he has eight championships. But now he's no longer seven times. We got to change the stickers. He's actually <laughs> eight times. Uh, we'll have to figure out when that eighth one was, because if Brad can't remember it, we're going to have a hard time tracking it. That's that's why they make hero cards, right, Joe? <laughs> exactly. Tim, this has been great. i got to throw it back to Toronto and do a news update. Hey, you and Dylan have a great one. You can count on us being tuned in. Have a great race, and uh, thanks so much for the time tonight. And thanks for uh, the update. It's been super, buddy. That sounds good. Uh, enjoy the show. We look forward to having you when all this this COVID stuff is all done and we can get back to normal. Ah, can't wait, buddy. We'll be talking to you again real soon. That is Tim Terry, Tim's Corner, timsmotorsport.ca. Uh, you want to check him out. Don't miss next weekend's race. Uh, the Cummins 150, Scotia Speed World, uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, they're going to crown their first ever champion. Now, the series has been around a while, but East Coast International has just joined the party, and they're going to crown their first champion. going to be an exciting day. Come Saturday next week. Uh, we are going to step up. We're going to throw it to Toronto for news highlights. When we come back, Hour 2 going to blow your socks off. Trust me, you don't want to leave. Stick around. We'll be back as soon as the news update is over, and Hour 2 will begin live tonight on Race Time Radio, of course, on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Stay right there. We'll be back 90 seconds. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. 
Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. We're getting up talks. And just like that, we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And not so quick, Andy. It isn't the two Joes tonight. It's only the one Joe. The other one is, oh, partying it up now at Delaware Speedway after the 51 of Andrew Ranger just went to victory lane in the 150 to cap the season in the NASCAR Penny Series. We'll talk about more. We'll talk more about that in just a bit. But let's go back, shall we, to Friday night at Delaware Speedway. It was the uh, quick, quick super stock season finale on the racetrack on that big beautiful half mile speedway and going to victory lane and taking that championship home with him is the number 36 of lane zardo we've heard from lane a couple of times with a few wins well now he's got a championship and he joins us on the hotline what's going on tonight there champ how are you hey joe to be honest, if you want to talk about the Pinty's race, I'm in the parking lot right now. Uh, enjoyed the whole weekend here at Delaware Speedway. Supported uh, uh, the Friday night in the Superstock, the uh, Saturday night in our own Prolate model, and I uh, had a nice relaxing day watching the Pinty series uh, try, or, uh, run up the track here at Delaware Speedway. Hey, it was a dynamite weekend. I was tuned in the whole weekend right here from the RTR studio. And Lane, Friday night, let's start right there. Friday night, what a magical night for you. The 36 car was fast. Was it on the pole? No, it wasn't. You had to earn that one, my friend, as you do every race. You went out there and you won that race. Uh, dynamite run for you. Take us back to Friday night and the feelings inside that 36 car, because you must have had some butterflies flipping and flying. No, I, to be honest, like I don't really get butterflies too much uh, when I get into the race car. I kind of zone out. Uh, I got a different way of dealing with it than a lot of people, but uh, it was on my mind about the points because I knew I was uh, a few points behind Colliver, and no matter how good I did, uh, as good as he did is what mattered for the points chase. So that was kind of on my mind, and I kind of put myself in my own little mindset and just got done what I had to get done. Unloaded the car, was fast in practice. Uh, we actually did qualify on the pole for the uh, for uh, the time trials and set a new track record. Gave us a lot of confidence there. And uh, the way that APC does the inverts, uh, we had to start seventh. And uh, I believe Colliver had to start eighth. Um, so running through the race, uh, trying to make up some positions as cleanly as possible and not wearing out the stuff, trying to figure out the track because I'm still so new to this racetrack. And um, about halfway through the race, uh, Delaware's it, it, it's such an interesting track. It's a weird track, but it's, it's a really cool track because uh, running your car through corner one and two, it's almost like there's only one line you're able to run to be fast. And uh, you got to attack the corner very low, very slow to get a good run off the corner two. And then 
corner three and four, you can kind of, there's about three or four different ways you can attack that corner, which makes it for to be very racy. So as I'm trying to catch the cars ahead of me, I was kind of overdriving corner one a lot. And uh, thank God my spotter, Chad Cork, was on the radio calling me a butcher and <laughs> letting me know when I was messing up. And uh, ha- about halfway through the race, I was able to find my line back again and, uh, you know, uh, had a little bit of luck on our side, obviously, and we were able to get to the front. You know, uh, tuned into the coverage and, and uh, taking a look in behind the scenes, seeing you jump up on top of the car, uh, victorious in victory lane. In behind you, though, I happened to notice Andy Schmidt in the background. I seen Brad there. I could see uh, all your crew guys. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, talk about a thrill for absolutely everybody. Uh, that Leslie uh, Bester Forest Products Ford uh, really, really did a good job this year. Uh, Kenny Groob, car owner, uh, at least I believe he's the car owner. You guys make one hell of a team, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it, it's honestly a whole package deal. I mean, uh, like, it, the car's obviously got so much horsepower. It's, you can see it plain as day, but uh, the way they got the car handling going down or going through the corners, uh, um, Saunders is to thank for the horsepower. Uh, Brian Mack did a whole bunch of work, uh, and he's to thank for how good that car handles. And obviously the uh, the crew, Brad, Kenny, Chuck, Phil, and they're all to thank for you know the upkeep of the race car. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Andy Schmidt, he's been a big part of that team too. He's uh, he's donated a few parts. He's uh, donated a lot of wisdom to me. He's uh, he's up talking. He's been there to support me. So uh, Andy Schmidt's a, a very big part of that team. He used to drive for uh, Bester back in the day, and it's just kind of got passed down to Kenny and. Uh, I guess it's uh, in in a certain way for a few races. It's been passed down to me, and it's it's such an honor to race for them. It's uh, the funny thing is about that car is it's one of Andy's old cars from yeah. 1996. Oh so yeah, I got, uh, I got a few competitors that are kind of saying this and that about the car. Meanwhile, they got a fifty thousand dollar race car. We got like a nine thousand dollar race car. It's just got a, a very strong engine, so yeah. it's uh, it's definitely a whole package deal that works that works very well and. In more ways than one. And we got to remind everybody, too, with that Quick Wick Firestarter Superstock Series, you are the very first champion of that brand new deal. Uh, but the tech lane part of it, Lane, uh, was extensive. By the sounds of it, you're taking that Ford home in a basket, not inside the trailer uh, with, with the nice little, nice little neat motor package under the hood. Uh, they took you guys apart. They made you, uh, they held your toes to the fire, and you guys passed every test that you needed to pass. That's got to feel great. Yeah, and I mean, like, it was fun celebrating in Victory Lane, but... Uh... You know, you can't fully celebrate until you pass tech. So we got through uh, tech. I think uh, we finished the race, let's say, around 10 o'clock. We didn't leave tech until about 12.30. And at the time, it was kind of annoying, I will admit, because I just wanted to get out there and celebrate with my friends and my family and uh, my team and kind of get the rest of the weekend going. Um, and then after it all went through, uh, Daryl did a great job. He uh, he inspected everything. He, he got all the part numbers he needed to. And after he passed this, it definitely felt good. Uh, the morning after, it kind of felt even uh, a little bit better because uh, with a race car as fast as that race car was, if I was finishing second to that race car, I'd want it to be torn down too. And I know there's been a few people kind of talking about that engine and saying this and saying that. So to uh, I'm happy Daryl from APC tore it down as much as he did and inspected it thoroughly and uh, made sure it was legal for the rest of the competitors. And uh, now... Uh, now that kind of trumps anything. It's a, it's a completely legal car, and 
they just know what they're doing. It was a fast race fair, and it was a, a great season. We had a lot of luck on our side, and we were able to get it done. Well, there's nothing wrong with actual uh, talent winning the race. And, Lane, uh, that's what you guys are. The whole package is a talented bunch. You're going to be off to Costa Rica as part of that championship. That's going to be kind of cool. You and Frank going to hang out in Costa Rica for a, for a little bit? Yeah, well, I believe what we're going to do, there's about uh, five or six guys that uh, go really hard on this race car. Ken Grubb, Brad Widow, Chuck Doerr, Dylan Murray, uh, Andy Schmidt. Uh, like, there's, how how can I go for free and pick one other person and just leave them hanging? So I believe what we're going to do is just kind of split it up. Uh, nobody's going to go for free. We're all going to get a wicked deal. And uh, I got to talk about the uh, logistics to uh, whoever's setting that up. But I believe there's a few other people that can come and get a little bit of a discount as well aside from that. So it should be a pretty good time. Hopefully I can bring about 40 people with me. Well, you guys are dynamite, and you're always thinking ahead, too. Uh, good on you. Hey, I seen your grandfather, of course, Bill Zardo Sr., uh, seen him give the command for the APC race last night. Of course, Bill, Hall of Famer Bill, uh, Bill Zardo, did a dynamite job with that. He's looking good, just so you know. Yeah, and like last time I was talking to you, I was telling you he's working every day, and that's kind of what's saving him is uh he always just wakes up and has something to do and he gets down to work and uh, he can kind of work at his own pace so he like he's he's uh he's looking good he's working a lot and to be honest uh he's, he's my best friend he's my idol i mean there's so many times where me him my brother as well uh we're in the shop late at night yeah we we trash talk each other a lot and not a lot of people can call their grandfather the names that i get to call my grandfather but uh <laughs> me and him got a special relationship and uh to see him get inducted into uh, the Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame, which had a lot to do with uh, my cousin Peter Shepard, who raced tonight. He had a lot to do with uh, boosting my grandfather up there. So it was a very proud moment to uh, see that and uh, to hear, or just to get everybody coming up to me and congratulating me on my grandfather's behalf. It's it's very cool. I actually got a uh, like a 1987 Bill Zardo retro sweater that I've been wearing all weekend. A lot of people kind of enjoy it. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, long before you were born, I was watching your grandfather. Uh, I was like your age back then watching him race. And uh, I'll tell you, he was one of my idols, too. I loved watching him behind the wheel of that Z car. Uh, Bill Zardo, always a favorite of mine. Uh, and it was just great to see him. Do me a favor. Give him a little hug for me uh, when you see him this week. And uh, just tell him uh, he's looking good. And uh, I look forward to catching up with him again soon. Now, uh, you and the pro stock last night. You uh, win the championship Friday night. Then uh, you're not done for the weekend. No, no. You put the 36 over there. Then you grab your pro stock. And away you go. You had a good night Saturday night as well. Yeah, I, I feel like I was really proud of it. It was a little bit of an accomplishment. Came into the night wanting a top 10. Uh, kind of messed up a little bit in qualifying, just how the sun was setting. I couldn't see, and I'm not comfortable with that racetrack. But uh, I thought it would be the same line between the Superstock and the Prolate model. But you just glide across these bumps at Delaware Speedway and the Superstock. You don't feel it too much. But in the Prolate model, when you're an inch and a half off the racetrack, it darts you around so much. and there wasn't one lap where I wasn't I wasn't sweating or working or my shoulders didn't hurt. It was it was a very long and aggressive race, um, but you know it was fun. I, I set out to get a top ten, and I don't have too much uh, too much of my own blood, sweat, and tears in the 36 car other than driving it. I can't take too much credit for how fast that car is, but with my 46 Pro 8 model, 
you know, it's a, it's not a big operation. Uh, me, my brother, my grandfather do a lot of work. Uh, Paul Genioli from McCall does answer a lot of my questions at about 11 o'clock at night, late night text. But uh, when you, when it's your blood on that chassis and it's all your work and, you know, your welding, your fabrication, your whatever, it's, uh, it makes you a lot more proud to, uh, to just be stacking pennies and get those small accomplishments. Well, especially against the cast of characters you were racing against Saturday night. Uh, the best in the country, kid, and you stacked up against them. Uh, just so you know, um, that, that small team uh, is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the years to come. Lane, this has been great catching up with you. i got so many guests coming up here tonight. Uh, we plan on, I'm going to get Junior and I'm going to try and get Andrew on here as well. Uh, and even LP Dumoulin, the champion uh, that was just decided here, what, a half hour ago. Uh, it, but this has been great catching up with you. The Quick Wick Firestarters uh, Super uh, super stock champion, uh, man, oh man, it's been great following you all season long. And you've been gracious jumping on here with us after the wins and, uh, throughout the course of time. It's been dynamite catching up with you all season long. And for you to go out and do what you did on Friday night, kiddo, congratulations on all of it. Huge accomplishment. You guys lit the lamp, my friend. Yeah, man, it's, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Joe. Uh, I know every time uh, you message me to uh, hop on the show, it's because I've done a pretty good accomplishment. So it, it's an honor to be on the show uh, the last few times. And, uh, you know, hopefully I get to talk to you a little bit more. And uh, I appreciate everything you do for motorsports, man. It's, it's my life and uh, it, it's what I wake up for and what, it's what I live for. And uh, you make it that much better. So I hope you have a good conversation with the rest of, uh, with the rest of your night at Delaware Speedway. Uh, it is really, really bad service out here. So you got to give those guys a break. But uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. You want to believe it. You have a good one. We'll catch up with you in the off season and uh, go work on that 10 in Costa Rica. Have a blast, man. You earned it. Cheers, Joe. You betcha. Lane Zardo, a dynamite competitor. Uh, great to see all he has accomplished this year. Uh, truly is. Uh, I remember them when they were just little kids at the Speedway. He and his brother and uh, just, just a great family, the Zardo bunch. Um, and the Shepherds, you know, they're all one. And uh, it's it just uh, to see all the success, it's really kind of cool. And Kenny Grube and all the guys on that Leslie Ford and Investor Forest products and Andy Schmidt and all those guys, I'll tell you what, they genuinely looked excited, were excited, and for good cause. Uh, good on Quickwick too, for sponsoring that series. And uh, look, look at the results. Man, uh, just something else. Let's go back to the hotline, shall we, and bring in another winner from Delaware Speedway. Now, this is Saturday now. We're moving up into Saturday. And uh, it was the Oscar portion of the program. The Oscar Hot Rods on the racetrack in a familiar name in Victory Lane. How about the 47 of Steve Book? We got him on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Steve-O? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic, man. Congratulations on the win at Delaware Speedway. That looked like you had some fun. Uh, that was It was a good day. Uh, we haven't run at Delaware in many years uh, since the Enduro days. I did get to do a little uh, a practice there the long weekend in uh, Labor Day and do a gear check and figured out a couple little things and got us a little closer. But uh, Jesse Kennedy certainly had us covered there, but uh, uh, fortunately we were able to 
to uh, to get the win on that. Yeah, and you know what? That's all part of this game, right? You've had a lot of stuff happen to you, Steve, throughout the course of time, right? You've been in a race car a little while now. And, uh, yeah. you know, going even further back into Ralph's days, things happen in a race car. Uh, for those that may have missed it, uh, we might as well touch on it right now. The, uh, uh, the starter in the race uh, that Steve was in, uh, they were coming to the line. The white flag went in the air. Uh, the leader was Jesse Kennedy, and uh, he he sort of missed the flag, I guess. Um, on the way by again, he thought it was going to be the checker flying next. He didn't look up. It was actually the white flag lap. The flag man made a little mistake and threw the white one lap early, recognized that he did it, and then he threw the checkered flag after the second white flag, and Steve, that's where you picked it up. Yeah, I, uh, I was I was chasing Jesse, and uh, he had a I don't know four or five car lengths on me coming to get uh, two to go, and we were passing some lap cars at the time, and it looked like the flagman had uh, two flags rolled up there for the two to go symbol, and the uh, the white flag that was in his hand kind of come unwrapped. It didn't. Uh, he didn't wave it like a white. He just uh, just sort of popped open, ah. and he gathered it up quickly, and then we came around, and he, on the next lap there, which was lap 29, give us the one-to-go white flag, waving it like uh, like they generally would, and uh, Jesse had seen the other flag uh, the, the lap before and, and pulled up and started slowing up into turn one, and uh, I, I seen that it was a white flag again, and sometimes... Uh, Sometimes the, you have the luck go your way, and, and you're able to pull one out there. So I just stayed right into it and drove on. The worst that could have happened, I guess, was uh, I looked foolish for trying to run another lap. <laughs> well, not in this case, right, brother? You go to victory lane. I think back, you know, just on that, I think back to Flamborough Speedway. Now, this is quite a few years ago, but Tom Howell, uh, a competitor from Sobble Speedway, down at Flamborough on a Sunday afternoon, it was a special uh, Tommy Howell out there running, doing a great job in the heat race. Uh, he, he's going to qualify for the main now through this heat race. Uh, went by the start-finish line, thought thought that he seen the checkered flag, and uh, sort of lifted. And, you know, at Flamborough, you go off on uh, turn two, and uh, he was on his way off turn two. The rest of the field was still going. That was one to go. And Tommy Howell uh, took this great big lead that he had and left it all on the racetrack and pulled off and then didn't qualify for the race. It was a bad day for uh, for Tom that day. But it happens, right? That's Sometimes it happens. Yeah, it uh, it happened to Mark Martin in the, in the Cup Series years ago. He, he thought the white flag was the checkered, and he pulled off and cost him the race and actually my my dad uh, running at Flamborough years ago in the 70s he he had a really good car the one day and uh, he was in a points battle with Bill Watson and dad's car was uh, phenomenal and he had come around and was going to put Billy Watson down a lap and uh, he, he decided to stay behind him mm. and he was right on his bumper and I guess Bill maybe didn't see uh see where everybody was running and uh, dad was getting the the checkered flag and bill probably thought it was the end of the race and he pulled off uh. but he was actually basically a lap down oh wild eh? Oh. it happens yeah. it happens it, it, there's a lot going on out there sometimes and uh 
things get away from you. Oh, it sure does. But uh, this victory didn't get away from you, Steve Buck. You had a good car underneath you, that 47 car. Iconic. Iconic when I say that. Uh, whenever I see that paint job, I see the name Buck. Uh, you guys do a phenomenal job with it, and uh, it was a good day all the way around. Qualifying went well. Of course, the feature, you win it. Uh, you've still got a couple of races, though. You guys didn't crown a champion on Saturday at Delaware Speedway. you still got Flamborough coming up, and I believe uh, you're going to be at Autumn Colors Classic at uh, Peterborough Speedway. So you still got a couple more runs to go. How are you in the points? Um, well, actually, right now I'm I'm leading the points. Um, Tyler Hahn is right behind me, and uh, he's a he's a heck of a competitor. He's three time champ, and we're doing all we can to have good, consistent runs and and give it our best shot every time we're out there. And uh, you know, the points will take care of themselves if if you run well and don't have any trouble. So you're not looking over at the points. You know they're there. You're not concentrating on them. You're doing your job behind the wheel of the car in the race. Is that the scenario that you'll attack Flamborough Speedway next weekend? Yeah, that's that's how we always run. We, we go there with the mindset that we want to do the best we can at each event. And, uh, you know, if you're consistent, you don't have to win. But uh, don't, don't take yourself out of it. And uh, generally... It, it works out in your favor if, if you can have good runs with no trouble. And to finish first, first you got to finish. And uh, that's that's the philosophy we go by. And we don't always get to the front, but, you know, we try and minimize the damage if it's not our day. And take what the car will give you, right? That's important. A lot of young racers don't do that very thing. They always try and get maybe a little bit more out of the car than that car feels like given that day. Uh, from a veteran, you got to take what the car is going to give you. Absolutely. Yeah, dynamite stuff. Uh, sponsorship on that 47. Uh, who have you got helping you out on that car? Well, I've got uh, Lafarge who I work for and, and my dad actually works for, and uh, Refractory Removal Services, Beach Road Steel, Transport Sales and Service, John McKinney Trucking, uh, TWB. Um, we just got a new one on there. Um, it's a uh, Christian housing organization in Hamilton and London area. They came on for that race, which was uh, lucky for us. He's... Uh, give us a little bit of help and uh beach road steel is on there as well uh, dynamite stuff steve uh, i know everyone looks for it if you haven't seen the hot rod division the oscar hot rods uh the, your opportunity is coming up you can get to flamborough speedway and check them out when you're there watch for the number 47 uh, his name is Steve Buck, and Steve, we appreciate the time tonight, and uh, good on you. Congratulations on another uh, feature win with that 47 car. Good on you, bud. Thanks, Joe. It's it's a great class to be in. You know, everybody's helpful with each other, and, and we're having a good time. You know, there's, there's always controversy in every division, but uh, really, really like a family environment there for the most part. Lots of guys willing to step up parts and, and manual labor or anything you need. So it's, it's a good, fun class. Well, you keep doing what you're doing, my friend, and I know we're going to have the Oscar champion on at the end of the season. How much you want to bet you and I are going to be talking to one another here again real soon? Well, it'd be, it'd be nice, but, uh, you know, 
get through the season without any damage, we'll be we'll be happy with that too. Yeah, exactly. You be safe and good luck. You keep doing what you're doing, and uh, thanks so much for the time tonight, my friend. Thanks, Joe. You betcha. That's Steve Book, driver of the 47, and that Oscar uh, uh, Oscar Hot Rods dynamite stuff. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're moving on to the modified winner from Delaware Speedway. In the Oscar Modifieds, we got Andy Camrath, old, I don't know, what do we call him, 12-time, 13-time? I don't know how many he is. He's won like uh, 12 out of 13 or 13 out of 14 of the last races. Andy Camrath going to join the show next. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, this is Jay Dewar, 2010 Sportsman Series Cup champion. Can we redo that? Yeah, yeah. Hello, race fans. This is Jay Dewar, 2010 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup champion, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dump sauce. I got eat dump sauce. Oh, my God, I got damn. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy <laughs> of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready with you on. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time. So glad you could tune in tonight. Let's talk Saturday now, shall we, with the Oscar Modifieds. They were at Delaware Speedway on the half mile going to Victory Lane. How about it? The number 89 of Andy Camrath. He does it again on Saturday. Let's welcome him in on the hotline. What's going on there, Hot Shoe? How are you? Did I? Oh, you know what? I pushed the How day. You doing? Oh, there you are. You know what? I almost, I thought I pushed the wrong button again, Andy. What's going on? How are you? 
Not too bad, not too bad. How are you doing tonight, Joe? Good, good. Hey, congratulations. What is that now? I know you and I were uh, uh, back and forth there today. Is that 12 of uh, 13 or is that 13 of 14? I don't know. It's been a lot of races, man. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's 10 of 13 now or something like that. So we've uh, we've been on a pretty good roll there. Man, uh, good to see you back at Delaware Speedway as well. Uh, it's been a while. I heard you in the post-race interview. Uh, it's been a while since you've been to Delaware. It uh, doesn't seem like you got any rust on you, though, kid. You uh, flew around that half mile pretty good. Yeah, I think the last time we were down there was actually uh, 2010 when they did that uh, Kyle Busch race. And, uh, you know, had a little bit of... You know, uh, just kind of get my feet back underneath me, and uh, Sean Santana with there. He's got a lot of laps around there, and gave pointers at of how to get around the track, and uh, we picked her up pretty quick. Yeah, big difference, Andy, between a quarter mile that you guys are normally on, or fairly close to a quarter mile racetrack. Then you step out on Delaware Speedway, half mile track. It's got a ton of character. Uh, let's face it, it's wore out. Uh, it, it's it's quite a quite an animal, isn't it? You're going pretty quick. Yeah, and and that was actually the word you just used there was character. It's got a ton of character there, and uh, it's got two completely different corners there from one end to the other end. But, uh, you know, I, I walked into the night, and I'm like, I hate this place. I hate this place. And by the end of the day, I was like, okay, I, I'm starting to warm up to it. <laughs> yeah, it feels, it feels okay now when I see that flag. That that there makes you feel a little bit better. But it is rough, right? Like, it takes it takes quite a bit. Did you have to adjust on the car much? to get the speed that you showed? Yeah, we actually went down there a couple weeks beforehand just to, you know, just to basically get myself acclimated to the racetrack as well as the race car. And, uh, you know, we had a couple minor changes, and uh, that was it. Nothing too, too crazy, just to get the car turned a little bit better for me. And uh, But I think we did maybe three or four runs, and we had it where we needed to be and loaded her up the trailer. And like you say, it doesn't hurt to have, uh, you know, a guy like Sean Chenoweth in your corner uh, giving you some tips and some pointers when you've been away from a speedway that long. And the way Sean kind of knows all these racetracks, uh, kind of handy to have that guy kicking around. No, absolutely, absolutely. And he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of laps around Delaware. And, uh, you know, even when we went testing or even out in practice there last weekend or yesterday, he uh, basically just said, like, you know, can you do this? Can you do this? And it's, it's it's stuff like that that kind of, you know, helps take take myself and the rest of us to the next level there and, uh, you know what I mean, secure these wins. Yeah, exactly. Now, sponsorship on your car. you got a lot of titles sponsorship on there. Uh, London Recreational, Mike Schmidt, uh, seeing him also in the background of the uh, uh, of the interview that you did on G-Force. Uh, Mikey looked like a pretty happy camper. And, he, and for, for good cause, man, uh, when you look at the whole platform that Mike's got going on, when it comes to a consistent in victory lane sort of thing, you're the guy. Yeah, you know, we've been, uh, we've, uh, had me and like Mike and the whole team, it's, it's kind of a, it's more of a family to me and on atmosphere as, as well. You know, we camp, we do everything together. So it's more of a family thing to me. And, uh, you know, it's always good clipping off wins for the LRR team. And, you know, we got, uh, you know, a quick, quick on the car this year. We got Corey from Caldecott Millwright Services and group of companies, Image Wraps, my family, they, uh, you know, they got the car looking pretty good there. And, uh, you know, Dennis at AP Engines, he keeps us going on the motor program. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it works out quite well. 
Yeah, dynamite stuff. So, uh, as I mentioned, we just had Steve Book on the show here, uh, winner of the Hot Rod Race. Uh, there was a lot of champions crowned this weekend at Delaware, but not so. In the modifieds, that all comes up uh, at Onum Colors Classic at uh, Peterborough. Uh, first of all, are you going to be at Flamborough? Are you going to be at uh, Peterborough? And are you, Andy? I w- would probably guess that you're the points leader. No, so we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Flamborough and we're gonna go to uh, Peterborough. Um, we'll definitely be there with the modified. As far as points, I don't think we're, you know, we had that motor problem at the beginning of the year and we, we caught up quite a bit of points there. And then last when we were at Sunset last time, we actually had a solenoid go bad and actually drained the battery, so it kind of kind of put us behind the eight ball. To be honest, I, I haven't really I haven't looked at it too too much. We've uh, we've just been doing what we can do and uh, going out winning races. And as of right now, it seems like a little bit more fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll start looking at the points when you get to Peterborough. I guess around Sunday morning sometime you'll have a look at them, I would imagine. Yeah, well, maybe take a glance at them on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I, I've never I've never ran. You know, I've never won a points championship. I've never really ran for one too, too much. We tried to put something together this year. But at the end of the year, we can, we can all sit back and say, did we win a points championship? No, but did we go off and win the most races yeah absolutely and they all knew we were there <laughs> oh yo, they, they definitely knew you were at delaware speedway as the other races that you've uh, participated in and uh, did a bunch of winning this year andy it's been great following you along uh and i know flamborough speedway is going to be another one of those races that everybody's going to have to do their homework uh, if they're going to you know hold the candle to you they got some work to do yeah, we got a we got a pretty good notebook, and that's another one of those uh, the one of those tracks where you know Sean likes to call home there, and uh, he's got a ton of laps around there, and uh, you know Mike Schmidt down there. We got a lot of support down there as well, so it'd be nice to uh, to go down there. I think we got a pretty good starting point, and go down there and try and club off another win. Well, good luck in it, and uh, congratulations on the win at Delaware. Uh, thanks so much for the time tonight. We genuinely appreciate it. And I know the fans, the listeners out here on Race Time Radio enjoy hearing you uh, and your take on how things went down. Uh, thanks so much for the time tonight, buddy. No problem. I appreciate it. You betcha. That's Andy Camrath, driver, the number 89 in the Oscar Modifieds. Always, always a threat to win Whenever he gets in that car, uh, and you know, he's got that, that, that thing just works. It works real good. And I can tell you, he came up and did some testing at the beach before, uh, Oscar was at the beach before that race. And I can tell you, they worked hard on that car. Um, and they did consistently pick up time throughout the course of that test. When they hit on it, that was it. They said, that's it. Put it in the trailer. They unloaded it. And, man, I'll tell you what, that thing was a bullet all day long. And sure enough, Andy won that race as well. Uh, you got to see it. If you didn't see it at the Speedway, don't miss Flamborough Speedway. Uh, it's going to be a dynamite run for the Oscar Hot Rods, the Oscar Modifieds. Uh, uh, it's Frostoberfest. It's coming up next weekend. And uh, Mike Schmidt has got a dynamite payout list for everybody. And don't forget about those cool trophies that he gets handcrafted uh, by Hop up there in Anuvik. Uh, they, 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 uh, they're like a soapstone carving of an igloo. Uh, they are one of the most sought-after trophies in all of motorsports here in Canada. Uh, and they're going to be again at Frostoberfest 
uh, just next weekend, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, you don't want to miss it. If at all, if you got a chance to go, make sure you load up and head for it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're hoping to get Trayton Lapsovich on here tonight. Uh, he won uh, last night's APC race. We're also going to try and get Brandon Watson. Of course, these guys just got out of the Pindy's car um, and finished up at uh, Delaware Speedway. I'm hoping maybe Andrew uh, Ranger. I don't know. We haven't got that much more time. And whoever we don't get this week, you can definitely count on next week here on Race Time. But we're going to hit this break. We'll find out who Susie Q's got us lined up with next. Uh, we're going to be rapid fire. Stay with us here live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167. <laughs> Anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com. Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick wick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick wick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick wick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Perfect! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Whether it be radio or racing, side-by-side is no problem for these guys. 
let the fireworks begin. We're back to the two Joes. And welcome back to Race Time Radio. Man, oh man, what a weekend we had here in the province of Ontario. Uh, how about right across the country? Uh, it was a good weekend all the way around. Uh, we are talking Saturday now at uh, Delaware Speedway. Uh, let me give you a quick update if you happen to have missed it. Uh, but the uh, NASCAR Penny Series also crowned a champion today. Uh, heading into the day, Alex Tagliani, driver of the 18 Rona Chevrolet, uh, was uh, the point leader. He had about a five-point lead at the beginning of the day. Now, uh, today at Delaware Speedway, they didn't run just one points-paying event, but they ran two points-paying events. Uh, first race to roll off was the Quick Quick 125. Uh, and going to Victory Lane in that Quick Quick 125, the 17 Castrol-Edge Dodge, a DJ Kennington. So it was a good day for DJ. Uh, he also went to Victory Lane Friday night, um, and, you know, Friday night wasn't a good night for Tagliani, but he didn't totally, he had like an 11-point lead heading into Friday night, um, and, but he didn't have a good day. So uh, no, all things weren't, you know, uh, real bad, uh, because he still was the point leader heading into today's races. Uh, like I say, about a five-point lead is what he had. Now, uh, you head into that first race today. DJ Kennington goes out and he wins. So uh, that's two for DJ on the weekend. And uh, Tagliani, oh, man. Trayton Lapsovich got, uh, I guess, a tire going down. Uh, Something happened to him. I believe it was down in turn three, four. Car turned sideways. Who was the first car to him? Uh, uh, Alex Tagliani, poor guy. And uh, he hit him hard. So uh, not a good time for tags to get tied up in one. In race number one today, uh, he had damage on the back of the car. He had damage on the front of the car, and he brought it down pit road, and you could see the dejection in the crew. Uh, They just sort of put their hands up in the air and shut the hood. Uh, That was the end of tags' race uh, for race number one. And consequently, with that terrible finish in the car count, it was a good car count today. I want to say there was 20, 21 cars in the race. Uh, with Tags having the difficulty he had at uh, in race number one, uh, and DJ having the success that he did, and LP Dumoulin having a good run, uh, Tags ended up falling out of the points lead and handing that lead over to LP Dumoulin. Now, LP didn't have a surmountable lead. He had a good lead, but it wasn't a big one. And uh, DJ Kennington was, you know, like right there. Uh, And if DJ could have had a real good run in the 150, which was about 30 minutes after the completion of the 125, uh, they went into a 150 to cap the season. Um, If DJ could have done real good in that one, uh, things could have been totally different when we're talking championship. But uh, he got tied up. Uh, DJ got tied up in one. So uh, as a long story short here, L.P. Dumoulin is your 2021 uh, series champion for the NASCAR Penny Series. 
uh, L.P. Dumoulin. Uh, I want to say that is his third championship. Uh, so L.P. Dumoulin has got to be, like, I mean, coming right off the chip. Uh, and going to victory lane in the 150 was Andrew Ranger. He went to victory lane. So it was a good day uh, to be a 51 car. It was a good day if you were on the 17 car. And uh, it was a good day if your name was Joe Chisholm Jr. because he spotted for the 51 and that exciting 150 at the end. Good news is I got Junior on the hotline right now. Uh, Junior, what's going on? Good run for you, kid. Hey, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, the, the neatest part is, is Andrew Ranger did all the work. Man, was, is it ever cool to work with somebody that is so talented? And not just somebody, but the whole team with uh, Rick Ware Racing in the 51 car. It's, uh, it's incredible. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a dream. Uh, 2019 was that way as well. Uh, working with Andrew Ranger and, uh, you know, basically the same core group of guys. And, and uh, uh, man, it's it's just been a whirlwind for sure. We had a shot at the championship, a mathematical shot. We, of course, didn't, didn't uh, weren't able to execute it uh, after some failures throughout the beginning portion of the year. And, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, came up a little short. But uh, uh, hats off to L.P. Dumoulin and, uh, you know, that, that whole WeatherTech uh, Belmar Dodge camp. They did, uh, they did a wonderful job this season and, and uh, uh, just a, an incredible deal. Yeah, it doesn't get more exciting than that for L.P. Dumoulin. And what a guy, right, Junior? You know L.P. real well. Uh, and a good core bunch of guys, real good guys, and couldn't happen really to a nicer guy. No, absolutely, for sure. And that, uh, that whole camp, uh, they, they executed all year. You know, uh, uh, we talked about it on the show numerous times. Um, there was uh, lots of times where uh, basically everybody in the series had issues, you know, whether it was once, twice, three times, or five times. There was uh, a, a tremendous amount of issues this year, and, and uh, that 47 team, uh, you know, while they weren't lights out fast and, and have the, uh, the breakneck speed that, uh, that we've seen from, you know, glimmers of from other cars uh, throughout the year, uh, they were able to execute, they were able to finish up front, uh, they were able to get the job done when it counted. And, uh, yeah, hats off to, to each and every one of them. Uh, enjoy the championship. I, I've got to say it was a massive heartbreak for Alex Pagliani uh, this entire weekend at Delaware Speedway. Um, you, you know, when you look at, at the history of, of Alex Pagliani and listening to his interview uh, last week right here on RTR, um, you know, we we commented on it. It's uh, he's, he's struggled on the execution side. Not just him, his team uh, has struggled on the execution side and, and once again came up short. Um, it just didn't have the speed all weekend. Friday but, night when they unloaded, all the way through Sunday. But, Junior, you also said in that show, all of the top-running teams in the Pindy Series all had difficulties or all had a bad race Give or, give or take throughout the course of the season. Exactly. Everybody had a bad one except for Tags. He was yep. Mr. Consistency, right? He's the yep. point leader. He didn't have a bad one. Now pull into Delaware Speedway. Now the guy has well, like three bad races right in a row. What are the chances of that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Friday night, uh, you know, they, they, they brought it back home and, and threw the kitchen sink at it. Um, and, and, you know, when that happens, you've got a 50-50 shot. 
Um, you know, when you're that far out, you're no longer just trying for little things and, and trying for incremental speed. Um, you know, you, you've got the ability. It's just like building a new car, right? You've got a 50-50 shot of that new car um, not handling and not doing what you want it to do. And, um, you know, unfortunately, that's exactly what we've seen out of the 18 car. And, and once you're at the track, you know, it's not like yesteryear where you had five, you know, six hours worth of practice and then you race the next day. Right. Uh, in COVID times, we've got 45 minutes. You, you got 45 minutes to shake the car down. That's maybe three times on the racetrack. That's three major adjustments that you can do. So if you don't show up and be lights out good right out of the gate, um, you're, you're likely not going to have that, that ability. Um, so uh, heartbreaker for sure. Um, you know, the 51 team uh, with Rick Ware Racing, uh, they were able, we were able to capitalize. It was awesome. Um, uh, we were able to capitalize on that. Of course, uh, uh, you know, there was too big of a delta between uh, there and, and how many points Dumoulin had. But what about the weekend that DJ Kennington had? You know, it was looking like he was going to go three for three. He had the speed to go three for three. Um, just a, a phenomenal weekend out of that casserole edge dodge. And, and uh, you know, hats off to DJ and, and uh, uh, to DJK Race. And, man, they were the storybook. Uh, he brought it within uh, 12 points of the lead at one point, starting, dropping the green flag for race number two. Uh, just a, an incredible showing. Uh, uh, the the Pinty's Fall Brawl lives up to its name. Uh, this is probably one of the most carnage-filled NASCAR Pinty's weekends that uh, I've ever seen. Well, and ejections after the Quick Quick 125. There was uh, some guys actually escorted off the property. There was actually yeah. a big brawl at the end of that race. Was it the 22 car that got the hoof? Yeah, definitely. The, uh, the 22, of course, uh, they were mixed up with the... The number eight of uh, Shea Gemmel, who, uh, you know, ha- had uh, a heartbreaking race, number one, the Quick Quick 125, uh, the eight car, um, you know, led a bunch of, of laps and ran up front the entire race. Uh, had a little bit of an ignition failure or, or something to do with fuel pickup uh, late in the race uh, and, and, you know, ended up having to start at the tail. Uh, him and the 22, obviously, earlier on in the year had... Uh, uh, you know, a lot of controversy at Sunset Speedway. Mm. Uh, got into it. Uh, there was no love lost. And, and uh, of course, uh, who, who ends up nose to tail is the 8 and the 22 late in the race at Delaware Speedway. Uh-huh. Uh, the 8 uh, paid the price, hit the wall very hard. Um, the 22, uh, you know, obviously uh, he was was the contact ear <laughs> on that. <laughs> and uh, um, the, the uh, EHR team... Uh, did not like that. See, um, on the so TSN, was... on the TSN broadcast, Junior, we, uh, we seen the eight car ton the fence, but we didn't see how we got into the fence. Exactly. We just yep. seen the eight car hit the fence. It was yeah. after when I seen the post-race interviews and I could see all the stuff happening. I thought, oh, yeah. okay, that's how the eight car got into the fence. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, It was a messy situation. Short track racing, that stuff happens, and, and uh, you know, emotions run wild, and, and uh, the sanctioning body is forced into, uh, into making those tough decisions. So, um, you know, you don't want to put them in that place because they will make that decision. And, and uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, we've seen two less cars take the green flag at, uh, you know, in, in race number one. Um, there was a big altercation as well in race number two. Uh, Alex Gannett and Cole Powell. Uh, you know, got it, got into it, uh, uh, you know, in, in throughout the race yeah. uh, on pit road. 
Um, and uh, I'm sure there will be some announcements on Tuesday uh, to come from, from those penalties as well. So, yeah, we, we, um, I've seen Gannett running through the pits. They did have that on the broadcast, but it was sort of short-lived. He couldn't get to the 73's pit the way he was going, and that's about as far as I've seen that situation. Yeah, uh, did they eventually get caught up with one another? Uh, well, they, they got caught up initially, and then... That was Gannett going back after them. Oh, so I got gotcha. you. It was uh, it was definitely a, a wild night. I urge everybody to to uh, tune in a week from now to the TSN broadcast, uh, where they have all the the access to all the camera angles and and uh, are able to edit everything together. Because this was probably one of the most wild uh, short track events that I've seen. Yeah, but, and that's uh, saying a well, lot. I do have to give. Uh, I know you're you're coming up alongside the top of the hour. Um, there was a, a four-wheeler accident uh, after the races. Um, there was a four-wheeler accident leaving the racetrack, um, basically going up the ramp to uh, exit the racetrack. Um, and uh, by the sounds of it, somebody was, was injured very bad. Um, the, the paramedics and, and uh, you know, the, the EMS are, are on site currently. Uh, don't know the status, don't know uh, anything more than that, mm. but... Uh, but Thoughts and, and prayers from the entire Pinty Series garage to uh, to those involved, and, and uh, uh, as we learn more, definitely uh, keep it tuned to uh, to RTR, and, and we will uh, we will update everybody. Incredible, Junior. Uh, thanks for this report. Hate to hear that. Uh, just just got a little bit of message here from my bud Jess. I got LP Dumoulin coming up here. So I'm going to drop you off. You have a safe drive home. And I look forward to getting you back into the studio here uh, next week, buddy. Hey, say say congratulations to that Frenchman for me. And, uh, uh, you know, definitely uh, hats off to LP in the 47 camp. Uh, congratulations and, uh, and and all the best. Safe travels back to Quebec, and, and uh, we'll see you in 2022. Uh, Say that from me. I will. I'll do that for sure, Junior. Thanks so much, buddy. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> okay. I've got to turn Junior down, not me. And i got to bring L.P. Dumoulin up on the hotline. What's going on there, L.P.? Congratulations, champ. <laughs> Thank you all. Incre- that feels amazing. Incredible. Good for you, my friend. Uh, uh, to pull off the championship, you guys had to uh, keep the old nose to the grindstone. What is that? Three championships for you now? Yes, it's the third one now. Incredible. Incredible, LP. Uh, you had to you had to stay in it all day long. Man, what was that like going through two great big features today and three on the weekend? Well, it was a lot of work for the team and then try to keep the car uh, reliable as well as being fast. So it was very important to, to stay calm and just stay, focus, stay focused on all the things we had to do uh, to, uh, to make sure that we were right on spot. Our qualification was not exactly the way we wanted, but we were still in good bonus and we knew that we had a good car for the long run. And then uh, uh, we fought very hard in the first race. And then when we got in the second race, uh, then I felt that we really had a good shot at it because we had a very good speed. That WeatherTech, uh, WeatherTech Benmar car was very good. 
LP, uh, tremendous. I watched the races today. I watched Friday night on the TSN app and uh, watched again today. Uh, the quick, quick 125 and then into the 150. Watching that 47 car, you, my friend, were on rails at times. Uh, were you thinking at all about the points or were you just sort of attacking the track, if you will, trying to go after the win each and every time? Or did, you know, maybe the spotter come on and say, LP, let's play this cool here. We still have opportunity. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we were thinking about it for sure. We, at the, Especially during the second race, we had to start thinking about where we need to finish to do what and how. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, at some point we were like, okay, I have a good car. I can manage myself. And that's, that's what really made me feel good is knowing that I had a good car to manage myself. Incredible. Uh, this is going to make for an incredible uh, ride back to Quebec. Uh, the, the, the cherry on top, if you will, the third championship, LP Dumoulin. What's it feel like to be a three-time NASCAR champion? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm telling you one thing. Three championship is one thing, but, uh, I mean, at some point you just go one at a time, and this one was very special, obviously, with all the COVID stuff. And then, I mean, uh, <laughs> They're all special. I, I think they're like kids, you know. They, they, they're all different. They, they all have something different, and you love them all. You love them all. <laughs> exactly. Incredible. I got, DJ, I got DJ Kennington with me. He's just beside me right now, and he's laughing at what I'm saying. I wouldn't doubt it. They, DJ had a great weekend. How about that? Two out of three, not bad. There's a song about that. Yes, sir. Uh, that's okay. He can have the two wins. You'll take the championship <laughs> oh, over you, that. Yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I missed the question. Yeah, he's got. He was very fast, and uh, he had a good weekend as well. So, I think during the during that race, uh, I felt it at some point that we we had a very good uh, run at it, and we were good to to stay within the points we were looking for. So, well, dynamite stuff. I know. I just had Junior giving us an update before we got you on the air. Of course, Junior spotting for Andrew Ranger. Uh, he said, Dad, you got to do me a favor. Tell LP congratulations. And uh, he said, you tell that French guy we love him. Oh, thank you, my friends. We love you, too. <laughs> LP, uh, you have a safe drive back to Quebec. Congratulations on the championship. I'm going to call you back in a couple weeks after it all sinks in and you've had time to get home and see the family. We'll get you back on the air and we'll relive the weekend at Delaware. Sound like a good idea? Oh, yes. Sounds like very good. Thank you so much, my friend. You betcha. That's LP Dumoulin. Uh, we're so close to the top of the hour here. We're going to have to drop LP off. But, uh, hey, kind of cool. We got the champion uh, the same day. Uh, just, uh, what, an hour ago, he takes the championship in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, such a busy, busy weekend at Delaware Speedway. So much great racing action. Our plan tonight was to have Trayton Lapsovich on here. Uh, Trayton, uh, I could, uh, it would take me 20 minutes to tell you how successful his weekend was this weekend, uh, but we'll save it for next weekend. We'll get Trayton on this show. And the same as Brandon Watson. Brandon Watson is your first repeat winner in the APC series, uh, he went out and did it. He had to finish seventh or better. Uh, he did it on Saturday night to take home his second title in the APC series. Uh, and we had also Brandon lined up. 
uh, didn't get them. The the race has just finished off. So uh, we'll reach out to Brandon next weekend and try and get him on the show. But that's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Sure hope you enjoyed yourself. And I want you to have a good, safe week, everybody. And we'll catch you back here next Sunday night, live on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. For Sue, here in the Race Time Radio studio, I'm Joe Chisholm. Have a good one, everybody. Back to you in Toronto. Take her away. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.